Hey everyone, it's Steve Glenn from Experience Milwaukee. In this episode, we share an incredible conversation between Suhail Badran, the Chief Innovation Officer at Northwestern Mutual, and Matt Cordio, who uh, sort of navigates the conversation here. Matt is from Startup Milwaukee, another co-host of the podcast. Um, and this was taken from an event called Five Lakes Forum. It uh, actually happened uh, on the Northwestern Mutual campus and uh, just really gets into what unique mix in Milwaukee makes the city great for tech, entrepreneurship, and innovation, and where it's going and how it's going to get there. Um, d really excited to share this, so we'll, let's get into it. Um, Again, thanks to our sponsors, Advocate Aurora and Northwestern Mutual and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. And now, Black Belt Theater. You just recently stepped into the Chief Innovation Officer role here at Northwestern Mutual, a 160-year-old-plus company. What were you doing before coming to Northwestern Mutual? Because I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, so maybe let me step back because people say, did you move to Milwaukee? And uh, I actually originally from Lebanon, but my home has been Milwaukee since 1985. I uh, went to school up the street in, uh, at Cardinal Stretch. Um, and then for the last probably 12 plus years, I've been involved in companies and organizations outside of Milwaukee. The most recent one, I was president of uh, Ant Financial Alipay, which is a Chinese company, part of the Alibaba group. Um, so our offices were California, uh, New York, and then China. So he kind of did the tour. And after so many years of uh, airplane food, decided uh, I'd rather get my cheese curds uh, right back in Milwaukee. And it's great yeah. to have you here. It's great to be here. Uh, something I shared with uh, Matt before, I mean, having, we left in 1997, actually moved to California, and I was enamored by Silicon Valley at the time. And one of the speakers earlier, I think it was uh, uh, from uh, Bloomberg Beta, originally from Whitefish Bay moved. I think we all had that itch and the ma magnetism of Silicon Valley. <clears throat> you know, uh, came back and I was enamored. I was like, oh my God, you see at the time, signs like Yahoo and AOL, all these big companies, and after a while, Google. And you know, deep down, I was kind of upset. I'm like, why can't we have this here? So when we came back, my wife and I and kids lived in Switzerland until 2006, came back. I actually tried starting an incubator uh, in the basement of Cardinal Stritch, but that was right around the time when the economy was not doing too well. So I just want to take a moment to acknowledge Matt and others like Matt who are really putting Milwaukee on the map in terms of innovation, in terms of new ideas, and really creating the opportunities for people like myself who have graduated from here uh, but decided to pursue their dreams somewhere else. But I'm very excited to be able to bring it back here to Milwaukee. Well, thank you. Wow. So, in your, in your new role at, at Northwestern Mutual, um, as Chief Innovation Officer, I know Northwestern Mutual is making a move to make innovation a core value of the company. In what ways are you um, going about instilling that in the culture here? You know, uh, kind of look at it, uh, I'm going to give you two answers. The first answer when was, I was with Alibaba, uh, Jack Ma was the founder, some of you may have heard the name before. 
Jack's goal was to build a company that can last 102 years, and it kind of resonated with me. I'm thinking, why 102? He really wanted to span over a couple of centuries. When I joined, I realized, wow, I'm joining a 160-year-old company. Without innovation, I don't think you can really survive even 10, 15, 20 years. So what we tried to do is uh, really have innovation at the core. And if you look at kind of how innovation is um, identified, if you use McKinsey's principle in terms of horizon one, two, and three, horizon one being kind of that short term, horizon two is kind of something that's adjacent to our business, three, a little bit longer term, kind of what uh, Rock, uh, is it Rock or Rocky? Rock. Rock was talking about, um, you know, we probably focus more on the horizon one and two, right? And the company has really uh, distinguished itself by focusing on the customer first. And customers in our world are the policyholders, but it's also our distribution channel in the field that works with those policyholders to offer them the opportunity to save, to be financially secure over time. So when we think about innovation, uh, it's not something where you, know, you kind of wake up one day and say, hey, I want to be innovative. Um, the last couple of years, and that's really what attracted me to being here as well, is the company has put the money where its mouth is, uh, right? So if you think about the building itself, which uh, is really fantastic, uh, but also building Cream City Labs, which I'm not sure if you, some of you may have had a chance to see it. So we wanted to push innovation outside of our four walls and create an opportunity for the community to come in and help us innovate as well. Uh, so when we think about the innovation, it's, uh, and I can talk a little bit more about some of the things we're doing, it's really innovation outside in and inside out as well. Yeah, that's fascinating. Maybe dive a little deeper into some of the different initiatives within the company um, around innovation. Yeah. So let me break it out in what we're doing with the community, but also what we're doing internally. And, um, you know, the team um, that kind of developed the structure uh, around innovation. Uh, and I think that's a really important part for any of you who are thinking about, well, how do I do this in my own organization? Happy to share with, with you later on kind of what are some of the lessons learned, right, to help most of you or some of you not do the same mistakes that we have. You have to get the buy-in, right? You have to really get the buy-in from the organization leadership team that this is something that we're willing to invest in. You also have to be open to failure. Not everything is going to succeed in innovation. So um, the, the way that we get our ideas, uh, we've created different ways of doing so. Uh, one is through uh, idea generation, where a lot of our employees, the field, uh, send us their ideas, and we have a committee that looks at them and says, okay, great, you know, top 20 ideas we're gonna go through, and then uh, decide what three or four or five that we can work on. Uh, so now, after a few years of doing this, we have a backlog of ideas. Um, and again, having said that, you also have to be very careful because if you as an employee submitted an idea and it doesn't win, that does not mean it's a bad idea. So you have to keep the employee population engaged because that's why we go to work every day. We don't want to go in and we're, this is not a manufacturing plan where you're doing the same thing every single day. You really have to keep the employees engaged and creative. Uh, the other ways of generating ideas and innovative ideas is through... Um, you know, hackathons, reverse engineering. So this is where we come up with two or three different ideas. We open that up to the community, so it gives us great exposure from branding perspective, um, as well as the opportunity for others to see what Milwaukee can do for you. 
And uh, so most recently, I think it was the um, uh, January, February timeframe, we had a reverse pitch and that said, hey, uh, you know, here's a problem that we're trying to tackle around wire transfers. And I won't get into details necessarily, but give us some ideas around it. And we had many companies submit um, and uh, the committee selected kind of who the, the winners are. Uh, if you think our business, a lot of it is dependent on getting uh, you know, forms from your doctors, from your healthcare providers. Some of these forms, believe it or not, are still handwritten. You know, is there a better way that we can scan and read these forms in a machine language? So again, that's another source of ideas. The other way that we're involved in the community is, um, again, Cream City Labs, where we're offering opportunities for, uh, from an investment uh, perspective, to companies, uh, Social Leads is a great uh, example of one that's sitting in our labs. Um, uh, founder came in, great idea. Uh, we had the team that uh, is helping kind of guide through the business processes, some internal support as well. But it's really an idea that is not just specifically for Northwestern Mutual either. So what we're trying to do is create this ecosystem that says, if an idea is good enough where we can externalize it as well, and we have the great management team behind it, then we're willing to, to support it. Uh, one thing that uh, the company has really rallied behind as well is our venture capital side. Uh, so a year and a half ago, give or take, uh, we raised a $50 million fund, uh, five of which is actually part of the Cream City Labs where we are looking for bright ideas, uh, uh, bright sellers, which is a Milwaukee-based company. Uh, we were one of their initial investors, and then now they're receiving investments from uh, outside the state as well. So again, creating that ecosystem for uh, companies to socialize their ideas and grow them uh, out of our labs. Yeah, I think it's it's been amazing to see over the past couple of years, Northwestern Mutual really get engaged in building a tech and startup ecosystem here in Milwaukee. And you've been great partners to Startup Milwaukee, Startup Wisconsin, Five Lakes, Absolutely. everything that we do, we just keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, so Northwestern Mutual has really been on this digital transformation journey for, for a few years. Can you tell us kind of what led to that? Um, journey. You know, many of you have heard the term omni-channel, and if you think about uh, what we're trying to accomplish in terms of marrying the digital aspect of our customers' lives and the way we do things now with the benefit of having an advisor, um, I like these things to be interactive, so let me just ask a question, I'll get back to the answer. How many of you today feel comfortable where you are in your retirement plan? Just raise your hand. I promise I won't pick on anyone. Okay. Uh, actually, that percentage overall is pretty significant because that's how most of America is, right? So that's kind of where our journey is. It's marrying the, what we're known for, which is our insurance business, along with our wealth management and financial planning. When you talk about financial planning, um, it's more than kind of a 401k. It's really putting the whole story together and where insurance can help as well. So we focus our efforts in integrating our uh, life business with our wealth management business, our uh, investment business as well. And that feedback uh, came from our customers. You know, customers did not want multiple advisors, one coaching them on investments, other one on, you know, here's an insurance policy that can leave you with a legacy or help you and your, your family uh, after you pass. So really we tried marrying the two together. And to do that, we had to, to change the way we think. And that 
didn't necessarily mean just how do we train our uh, advisors, it really also meant uh, how do we change our technology to satisfy our planning experience. So, you know, getting back to the question where we're putting a lot of our investments is around our planning experience. Uh, making our illustrations more appealing to a younger generation, uh, making the interaction between our clients, our reps, our home office as seamless as can be. And, um, you know, it, it, it's not an easy challenge. Uh, you know, it's tough, but uh, I truly believe we have the right team that uh, is working on that today. And so Northwestern Mutual, I think, has really made this shift to view themselves and view yourselves as a technology company and a financial technology company, or to use a buzzword, fintech company. Um, can you kind of define fintech um, as a space as a whole? Because I know you were in fintech at Alibaba, but probably a lot a different segment than you now are in in Northwestern Mutual. Kind of lay the landscape out for us. Yeah, so uh, the ultimate goal, I would argue, is the same. And, you know, one of the things we used to talk about at Alibaba that I'm trying to really implement here is rather than thinking about it as fintech, where it's financial services driving technology, we think of it as techfin. How can technology drive financial services? Let me explain what that means. Um, how many of you have a Starbucks app, right? Used it a few times today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how we keep innovation going. Lots of caffeine down the street, down the hallway. Um, if you think about technology, today we have an Uber app. We have a probably maybe a robot advisor. You have an NM app. We have a Starbucks app. Uh, you have your um, E-Trade 401k access. We thought about it in China a little bit differently uh, in the sense that can you create a seamless model where my app is a single app that knows who I am? It's part of my everyday life. So the Alipay app was touched probably about 40, 50 times a day, give or take, right? That meant everything from pre-ordering coffee to getting a ride share to being able to use what we think of as Venmo or Zelle here in the US to be able to transfer money so I can pay Matt for the pizza or a cup of coffee. Um, we, over the years, extended that to a money market fund. Uh, then we extended to the ability to buy insurance services, right? All of that happened under one application that, to me, I was going to one place and one place only mm -hmm. uh, to get a uh, best of read. The U.S. has a different mentality where we want the best of read and we're okay if that is siloed, right? Um, we're looking at things a little bit differently here. When we say we're at the center of our customers' financial lives, we really have to think ahead to where the puck is going to be and think about the simplicity of doing business with any financial institution, right? And we don't have to have the product manufactured here at NM. It could be partnerships with others and hence the venture fund and why we're investing in uh, other companies as well that are driving some of these initiatives. Um, to us, it's creating the value for the customer. People ask me, you know, why hasn't Apple Pay taken off as much as we thought it would? Why hasn't Google Pay taken off as much as, uh, you know, people talked about? The reality is we have not changed the behavior. It's still very easy for me to pull out a card and swipe it and make sure I get my points. Uh, you haven't given me any incentive to change that uh, behavior so I can use my app now to pay at a gas station with my Apple uh, phone. That's sort of where, uh, how we're thinking about 
changing the culture and changing the way we do things uh, from an organization. But really, we have to make sure that the basics of what we're doing, how we're serving our customers, our reps, uh, is really intact so that we have a very solid foundation. And so you've been at Northwestern Mutual for probably a little under six months, correct? And so where do you see uh, Northwestern Mutual now five, 10, 15 years out um, in terms of innovation and where you're gonna be? That's a great question. I mean, for us, it's, uh, you know, again, we can never lose focus of where uh, the ideas are coming from and how we can serve our customers better. Remember, we're mutual. That means that every dollar that we make or save goes back to our policyholders. So we're not a public company that's living every 90 days and worrying about EPS and, uh, you know, uh, aggressive shareholders. So that gives us the benefit of really uh, long-term thinking, thinking, and that mutuality uh, is really a differentiator for us as well. Uh, we will continue to focus on technology. Uh, we will continue to make sure that our core is very solid. At the same time, what are some of these adjacent markets that we have to uh, start thinking about uh, as uh, you know, my kids and their buying behavior continues to change. So my youngest is 20, uh, her buying behavior is very different than mine. Now I try and mimic her to make sure I still maintain the cool dad status. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I listen to her Spotify playlist, but I can't get away with that. So we really have to think about not what's important for us today, uh, but where is that next generation going? And if we think about uh, the investments that we're making and some of the areas that we have visibility into, uh, it's not just about insurance either. It's about can underwriting become simpler? Uh, can it be less intrusive so that if we need to do a uh, blood test, you know, can we find a way where if somebody's afraid of a needle, can we find another way to, uh, uh, to, to draw that test? So we work very, very closely with our product organization to look at that next generation of technology to, uh, to help us with that. The second is, what are some of these services that uh, are important to our customers? So if we look at our demographics, you know, we have uh, doctors, we have uh, uh, medical students that are still in school with big student loans. Is there an opportunity to offer them something around uh, financing and lending and student debt? Uh, if you look at today, the two big uh, headaches or two areas that keep people up at night, in the US, it's really uh, student debt as well as healthcare, right? So we have to start thinking about where does technology help us and who are some of the partners that we need to be working with to uh, help us get there. And I'd say Northwestern Mutual, over 160 years old, um, you have to kind of balance working with kind of the, the older generation, my parents' generation, as well as my generation, which is really also the future of, of the, the company as well. So how are you kind of going about maintaining that balance of, um, serving both segments, which yeah. are very different in a lot of ways. Obviously, the longer to live, the better it is, right? Uh, and uh, that, that's not just, I don't say this from an NM perspective, really is. So, uh, you know, looking, uh, again, working with the product teams and being able to create the functionality within our mobile app to serve that uh, next generation, helping them with their planning and uh, kind of the what-if scenario. Uh, what if you were to receive benefits? What should you do with them next? Uh, the younger generation, it's really, uh, it's almost an educational path as well. Um, you've got a lot of newer companies out there, you know, Acorns, Betterment, a lot of the 
uh, robo-advisors that have been out there that are really starting to think about how do you monetize that model. The way we think about it is, yes, it, this is an industry where if you decide to go and buy and self-serve, uh, you can do that today, right? You may or may not need an advisor, but we view a switch from, again, the demographics where um, uh, the example I use is back in the 90s, I opened my own E-Trade account. I thought that was the smartest day trader when the market was going up. I realized I was not that smart when the market was going down. It was at that point where I can personalize this and say, I needed an advisor. I need somebody who really, they breathe, they woke up every morning thinking about the stock market, thinking about how they can protect me as a customer. That's where we see that intersection between technology and advisor, especially for the next generation, to help them plan ahead. Um, because I'll never forget, actually, I've been an NM client since 1994. And uh, my wife and I, when first got married in 1990, I think it was about 92, 93, we went to Homestead and somebody was talking about retirement. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, you know, 24, 25 years old. <laughs> retirement, Ugh, that's for somebody else. Then I you know, talk to people who were wiser than me at the time and like, no, you really have to start thinking about it. So that's where we think we can cater to that younger generation by offering them the opportunity to participate by using technology, but also by leveraging the expertise of some uh, the professionals that we have on hand. And so I think as you alluded, there are a lot of startups in the financial technology space and the financial services space. And, and those, some of those definitely probably pose challenges potentially to the organization. Um, you know, what is the biggest challenge, I think, in the finance industry that you kind of see today? I think there are too many options out there, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, you know, I go back to um, nobody has really kind of created the full story around it. Mm -hmm. So if you break it down and you think about companies like SoFi and Betterment and Acorns, right? Everybody's trying to address a certain aspect of that. Yeah, you could have 20 apps on your, Absolutely. your mobile phone. But the question is, how do you tie it all together, right? Do you have a cohesive plan and strategy? Um, you know, I mean, if you think about any of you that are in the product organization, um, you can start an innovative product, but you also have to take a look and figure out what, what is the market doing, right? So the initiatives that we have here are around a, understanding what the market's doing, to keeping an eye on the competition. I mean, you can never underestimate what the creative uh, entrepreneurs are doing. Uh, and by the way, if there's an opportunity for us to invest in them, we will. Uh, so Betterment is, for example, one of these companies that we've invested in. Uh, Chime, which has a unicorn status now, it's an online uh, digital banking app. You know, we had the opportunity to invest as well. But I'd love to see the opportunities really come out of this region as well. And to kind of turn the, the, the question around a little bit, we don't mind competition, we really don't, because it keeps us up at night. And if you're not worried and panicked, then something's wrong, you're too comfortable. So we welcome that. And uh, uh, one, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of how you treat it, right? You can take a position of IBM many years ago that said, ah, Microsoft and their servers and their operating system is never gonna hurt us. You remember what happened. You think of a companies like Polaroid, right? Uh, there was a great, I think it was Fortune or Forbes article that was now about 12 years old. The cover of the magazine was this person with their Nokia phone and how Nokia is gonna take over the world, right? Because they downplayed the opportunity that Apple had in front of them. So, um, you know, we stay humble 
and that's what kept us uh, going for 160 years, but never underestimate the competition. And so I want to end on the note of the, this is Five Lakes. This is the Great Lakes region we're in. How do you see tech is obviously impacting kind of the world right now? It's, it's kind of the talk of every business tech journalism outlet. Um, you know, how is tech impacting the Great Lakes region? And um, do you see the Great Lakes as being the next uh, technology hub here in, in the country? Do you guys see it? Do you, do you believe that? I do. Seriously. I mean, it, it, so, so the simple answer is yes, right? And it's a matter of, um, look what we did from a water perspective, right? I mean, Milwaukee is kind of the water tech capital, at least in the US. There's absolutely no reason why we can't do this from a tech perspective. We've got great universities. We've got great quality of living. Uh, we've got great opportunities uh, from being able to keep people here and move people actually from both East Coast and West Coast. I love Nashville, but I get tired of hearing about Nashville, Indianapolis. Uh, I love Austin, but you know what? Okay, their weather is a little bit better. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, but I also think about where are we taking action to really uh, make that point hit home. So you guys made, uh, met uh, James Geschke earlier on. I mean, the Milwaukee Tech Hub opportunity that he's working on is absolutely key to, to what we're doing. The STEM outreach initiatives by starting kids early in school and creating the summer programs where we have 14, 15 kids that are coming here learning how to code and being able to uh, become that next generation that truly feels that, hey, not only am I getting this education in high school, but being able to do it in, at the university and our data sciences initiative that we're working with Marquette and uh, UWM on. But once you graduate, is there an opportunity to keep this here? And the answer is yes, I truly believe it. Now, I think the downfall is we haven't had the big bang, right? The big bang that says a Google acquired company X in Milwaukee or Madison or somewhere else. Uh, and I think that would really put us on the map to show what a great region this is and what great talent we have over here. And we're gonna work on growing that big Absolutely. bang. And uh, Suhail, thanks for your time today. No, my pleasure. I, uh, don't clap for me, clap for this gentleman and his team right here because honestly, they've done a great job for getting something. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.